Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. And this week we have Kira Dignam. Hi. Thanks for coming on, Kira. Thanks for having me. You'll be glad to know that I uh, am not using your dad's face as a mic stand today. Good. That well, I'm not really too bothered. It's your, it's your, your dear wife who has an issue with it. I would say. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah, he got I got it in the fucking neck off him. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, Kira is the daughter of, and you're probably sick of people referencing this but Lionel Richie just for a bit of reference <laughs> yeah you're right this is Nicole <laughs> um Gary is the daughter of uh frontman of Aslan Chrissy Dignam so uh I've known Kira a few years yeah you've known Sugar a few years so, a few years yeah eight or nine just me mate just no big deal no man just me mate just getting her onto the podcast and she's coming on to talk about the music industry yeah well yeah yeah, give a crack. You're gonna give us a bit of insight to it. Yeah, well, any any insight I can I can give our makeup. Well, well, first bit of scandal, right? What I want to know is you were on the Voice. Mm. The Voice of Ireland. Oh my god, where are you? What year? No, please don't Google it. No, hundred percent. What year? <laughs> um, what year? What uh, was it? Two thousand and fourteen, I think. Oh my god, I can't few years ago but what I remember from that in particular audition was Brezzy was fucking raging when he realised who you were right so that's kind of I don't know I don't know how legit that was he was lovely like everybody was sending me messages afterwards saying he's a prick and that am I allowed to say prick yeah, right people were like he's a people were saying he's a prick etc like words like that that you know and i would say he was actually out of all of them brezzy was the nicest to me genuinely really? like he, he he was lovely yeah he really and like tweeted me afterwards and like don't give up and all and like i certainly wasn't going to give up because of the blatant voice do you know what i mean jesus christ but yeah, no. what right so what happened was i was gigging for a few years at that stage and it was kind of inverted commas christy dignam's daughter and yeah. I did, I kind of was trying to break away from that. Um, so yeah. I was thinking, my thinking was, go on to the voice. You're going on, you're nameless, you're faceless. So even though I'm America's, America's Next Top Model, it didn't matter what you looked like. It didn't matter. Yeah, only, only your voice is what mattered, which was what yeah. I, I was thinking would be mm-hmm. the, the brilliant thing about it. Because I wasn't Christy Dignam's daughter. I was just a singer. And then whatever came out after that, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd never, I never deny 
who I am or where I come from. But I want to kind of stand on my own two feet. Tugging on anybody's apron strings or, or not apron strings, whatever men have. Men, men have aprons. Okay. Men have aprons. We're 2020. So anyway, yeah, I went on thinking nobody knows who I am. That's grand. So I'm standing literally just about to go on. And there's like the kind of bring you down in fives. So we're standing at the side of stage and one of the producer, one of the um, presenters came, came up beside me and he was like, oh, you're, you're Kira, hey, lovely to meet you. And I was like, yeah, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, oh, I've heard, I heard you were in the building, can't wait to hear you. And I'm kind of like, I'm not supposed to be, nobody's yeah, supposed to know who I am here. Like, so that yeah. kind of knocked me a little bit. So, yeah, so, oh, and beforehand, they do these interviews so that if you get through, they can kind of show you, you know, on the outtakes where they'll show an interview and it's like, hey, I'm Kira Dignam and, and I'm from Dublin kind of thing. So when I done it, I said, hey, I'm Kira and I'm from Dublin and they stopped it. And they said, no, you need, you have to say Kira Dignam. You have to say your second name. And that kind of, so this was two things I was like, I don't think this is what I thought it would be. So that kind of, ah, yes, yeah, so that ah. kind of, and as it was, I had been gigging the night before. No, not making excuses for the fact that I was shite, but I me 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 throat was dodgy. It wasn't, but like you kind of, <laughs> you can't kind of, you can't go on and. Sorry, I'll tell you anyway. I'll tell you this, and then I'll go back to what I was about to say. Went on the stage a little bit, kind of, hmm, because I had these kind of two things where I was like, this is not anonymous, and I thought it would be. So sang the song. They didn't turn around and then eventually anyway they turn around at the end afterwards and uh kind of hey how are you and again what's your name and like this was bet into your head before you go on when they turn around and they say what's your name Kira Dignam Kira Dignam don't just say Kira so I was like yeah Kira Dignam and Brezzy was like oh any relation to Christy and I was like yeah. and at that stage my dad had had a little bit of a thing in the papers with Brezzy where yeah. now my dad would have a set like my dad has a strange sense of humor where he'd kind of say things like and he meant like you might mention a name but he doesn't have a personal it's not a personal vendetta against people but he has a tendency to just have it's like a Tourette thing I think it's a dignum thing I don't know it's like we always slag each other saying we Tourette because we just come out with things and then you're like maybe I shouldn't have said that but anyway he had you've no filter like but there's like, there's zero filter. Some situations is, yeah there's no problem with that yeah don't think well there is when you're saying it's papers and then there's a big thing made out of it you know what i mean so well, true. yeah so brezzy was like so when brezzy said any relation to christy i was like yeah your your friend yeah <laughs> like don't hold it against me but um like jamelia then i can't remember what she said but i didn't like her she was a bitch then Fuck off with jamelia in it when you were <laughs> yes no, you don't get excited mean? about that. She was a bitch, and I loved her years ago, back in the day. Why like, was she a bitch? She was just really, um, she just had a real, I don't know, like, she was just not very nice. Like, she wasn't pleasant in any way, shape, or form. And right, when okay. Keen Egan, Keen Egan said to me, um, I sang um, Don't Let Go by On Vogue. And yeah. in, I did, like, we gig with that song, and I do love that song. Because when I was about 12 or 13, that song was out. And that's when I decided around that time there was On Vogue and Brandy and then um, like uh, Sister Act 2 came out with Lauren Hill yeah, in it. Yeah. And that's when I decided that I was getting bread and I was going to be a rapper. And I did. <laughs> and like I was just, that was my thing. And I wanted to sing in a gospel choir. Like that was my dream. So I do love On Vogue and I always loved that song. But that wasn't the song I wanted to sing. 
And they, but I wasn't allowed to sing. I wanted to sing either Listen by Beyonce or Who's Loving You by the Jackson 5. And so, yeah, which again brings me back to my African-American roots, which I genuinely believed that I came from, like, because I just, I love all that music and I loved to sing it. And I was really comfortable with those songs. So when I was, when I went on, Keen Egan said, well, that song was a bit, it was like, that song is by, you know, it's by four lead singers, like four lead vocals. It was probably the wrong song to choose. And I had to stand there and bite my tongue and not say, well, hang on a minute. The producers choose the songs here. I'm not allowed to choose the song. I wouldn't have chosen that song. But what can you can't say that? Yeah, you can't be like fucking. (laughs) Yeah, and then beforehand, you have to fill out all sorts of things to say that you're not going to say things like this, and you're not going to kind of blasphemy against the show. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. now at this stage, it's what like nearly seven, seven and a half years later. So I mean, if they sue me, what are they going to get off me? A pair of Converse? I don't have them, so I don't care. But that's that is yeah. the way it works. Do you know what I mean? That you don't sing the yeah. songs you wanted to sing, and then they turn around and say you shouldn't have sang that song. Like maybe that was the wrong choice. And Keen Egan actually said, like you'd think with Christy, Christy would have advised you a bit better on the song. And I was like, oh, fuck really? yeah. So I'm like, wow. And like he knows that I didn't choose the song, and he knows me dad didn't choose the song. But I was like, oh man. So you have to just stand there and kind of smile and go, yeah, you're probably right. Which yeah, which kind of which annoyed me, but at the same time, if I had have turned around and been like, "Well, hang on a minute," then what happens is I end up on like the extra factor of the vice if they have one of them being the weird like the weird lunatic that starts attacking them and like, "Fuck you!" Do you know what I mean? Yeah, being dragged yeah. out of the building. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I certainly wasn't going to be that person. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. Yeah. actually, one of um one of friends of the podcast, um one of the the girls that me and Jen are familiar with, I'm not sure if you do, she goes by the name of Mermaid Jade, but she, Lindsay Hamilton, she was on The Voice and she went on a rant uh, and they edited the whole thing. They cut the whole thing. Well, so it didn't really matter what you had said. I'm sure they would have cut it. Like, Yeah, well, see, the thing was, at the <clears> time, um, there was a girl, there was, I can't remember the first week, but there was a big story. It was a big story and it, one of these kind of, oh, my dog died and, then yeah. you know what I mean and I learned to sing because I had to sing at my dog's funeral and that's like the only reason I sing today kind of thing so that was that week the following week was a girl called Kelly she was a traveler she was she had a lovely voice I was actually talking to her I remember her yeah, yeah. with me that day I sat talking to her and she was actually I think she was about two or three months pregnant at the time really lovely girl she had a gorgeous voice and but she was kind of the big story of that week because she was someone from the traveling community and it was something different for them at the time so she was the big story that week and the third week then was christy dignam's daughter so right. so what happened was <clears throat> a while later i'm i'm actually a couple of months afterwards i was talking to a producer who coincidentally enough at at the moment I'm working, he's a, he's a songwriter and a producer. And I'm actually, I was supposed to be in England now with him recording my own album, but coronavirus. But um, yeah, but look, it's, it, we're doing everything kind of over Skype and we're still writing. So I literally just need to go over and record now once this is all done. Brilliant. But my point of bringing him up is the, the um, that year he went on with, with um, Sharon Carr, who was one of the, the judges or whatever they're called in it coaches and he was like you know the way they have a week where they'll have somebody who'll sit and uh like a mentor with the mentor you know these people that kind of bring, bring on a guest he was one of them that at the time and afterwards he was talking to, to me and he was telling me that the, he had been talking to the producers and it was a big thing that I was like well Christy Dignam's daughter is coming in so that's the story but 
under no circumstances is she to get through. Like it's not, it's not to happen. So <gasps> I was to be used for that for the story, but I wasn't to go any further. Oh my god! Yeah. So now I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to be saying that out loud. But you look, what, what do you do? Uh, but, well, come here. They don't even have the Voice of Ireland anymore. I don't think they can come for you. But like, but again, if you do, do what can you get off me? Exactly. Your parents. <laughs> <Congress, you're laughs> <talking about it. laughs> I really like um, being Cumbria. And is, did you ever find out the reason for it? Like, was it because of your dad and or like what? Um, it why? wasn't so much with Brezzy. There was a few kind of, there was a few issues with with the producers. The producers had issues with Aslan, and there was a few kind of different things. Like, does it does it, a lot in a lot of the like RTE and stuff? There can be a click. Do you know what I mean? And if you're not awesome. if you're not part of that click you're not part of that clique. Do you know what I mean? And like, although my dad would be in, in RTE a lot and he'd be on the late, late and stuff. And I've been on the late, late, but there's this, there's certain clicks on certain shows and certain kind of company, like there's different, there's like 10 or 10 or 15 different companies that would be doing for, for different shows on it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily one group of people that are working in, in the place. Do you know what I mean? Um, And we just didn't fit into that. And I mean, at the time, I was like, although I didn't go in with high expectations and I was saying, ah, look, it'll get me a bit, bit of publicity, it still felt like getting kicked in the teeth with, you know what I mean? With like a pair of workman boots. It was like, oh, ow, when you don't get through, yeah. you know, because, and as well, then, you know, this is going to be on the telly and then it's to be like in spar and people like, oh, I saw you getting kicked off the voice. It's like, thanks so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And for them to go as far as to make it that big story that week, though. Yeah, like it was on all the ads and stuff, do you know what I mean? But And me knowing and had to, like, you're not allowed to tell people that you didn't get through. It's shown kind of a few weeks later. Um, yeah. But, like, again, I was like, you just have to kind of take the positives out. Well, at the time, I didn't see the positives. I was just like, what? Why did I buy into it? Why did I go? Why did I? I should have known it wasn't going to be. I shouldn't, shouldn't have taken it at face value or whatever. But, like, when when I look back on it now, like I was booked out for like three years after that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it did yeah. get me publicity from my own gigs. I didn't need it. And people were coming up to me at gigs saying, you should have got through. And like, if I look back on that, I wasn't 100%. It wasn't the song I wanted to sing. I probably wouldn't have put me through, myself through either if I was one of them. So even though it, it worked out the way it did, it's still, I've I've kind of gone further now with, with, with my own gigs. I could kind of prove that I didn't really need it, in a sense. Yeah, you know, it got exactly. me. It got me into the papers, stuff. Like it got me into the papers yeah. for it it, it. it got me name out there that people knew I was a singer, and you know what I mean. So that kind of got me a little, yeah. a little kind of jump start. So you kind of have to take the good out of everything, don't you? Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even the fact that, like, I mean, the voice isn't for everyone. My my cousin went on it and didn't get through either. Now, God bless him, he sang the worst song ever. But now I'm kind of thinking maybe he was made. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, they'll give you a list of, like, ten songs. And mm. it's like, you have to pick a song off this. And I say, well, I, I say, well I want you want to sing. Like, he might have had, he might have wanted to sing his own song. You know what I mean? He might want to sing something. Yeah. But they'll say, oh, no, no, if it's not on, the, if it's not on this list. And funny enough. When they, um, this song got listened, as I said, by Beyonce, I wanted to sing. They were like, no, absolutely not. You can't sing it. And then Keith Hanley, who won the, who won that year, his audition was listened. He sang listen for his audition. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, well, it wasn't completely off the table for everybody. But no, he was brilliant and he deserved to win it. And it was the following, the following May, I think it was, I was, um, the, 
FM one oh four. No, the they do the in the Olympia they do for um the ISPCA. Oh, yeah, the gig. Yeah, the gig. Um I was going I was like the gig they do, what's it called? What's it called that gig they do? Uh, the gig. gig. Um <laughs> yeah, I was actually I opened up on it and he was on it as well. And I kind of stepped back and I was like, What did I lose really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still got onto the stage and I still like I'm in my own right. I we were still like we I was in the, the dressing room with Gavin James and, and um and Keith and I was like like these are brilliant singers, they're musicians, like I'm what did I lose really? Apart mm-hmm. from like a little bit of embarrassment, but I mean I mean yeah, I mean it's always gonna be a bit scarlet though going on. It doesn't even matter, probably even if you went through to the battle stages, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah, because then you start you might start believing your own hype and be like, My God, I'm amazing. And then you get yeah. kicked and then you're like, Oh shit. So Or then you're kinda of go against like and I know that's you know, with the battle rounds or whatever it's called, like you kinda of go onto those stages and it could be a case where you're like, Well fuck that, I was better than them, but you know Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do what it is. So you exactly. do full time now. Yeah. You're a musician. I don't have a real job now. Oh. <laughs> yeah no I I kind of just do like I have a six-piece band so I've kind of two different lives as well three different lives really as such so I do like funerals and weddings and stuff and then with it, like yeah but church is like I don't just kind of yeah like so but see a lot of music is such a, a broad thing and it means so much at every stage of your life which kind of yeah. works out well not every stage I felt like I wouldn't be standing in the rotunda in the labour ward singing for someone but you know what I mean like you were going to do that for me Karen. I was I, well you told me I could be godmother um, <laughs> but, and she's laughing now because of awkwardness because she's like oh. <laughs> oh, you just got rejected from the voice I don't want to fucking rub it in like. um, yeah like when so with, with funerals like people will have have kind of a, a collection of songs that they you know that they that represent their life or people like say their, their mother died or whatever and um, so I get a lot of that where they'd say oh she loved this song or she loved this song and I'd kind of I would have been classically trained at like 12 to kind of do like Ave Maria type of churchy songs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so you do a lot of that in churches and stuff or then sometimes people will ask you to sing at the graveside or in the, in the crematorium and stuff um, but I do like churches so with me band then I can do the church, the ceremony whether it's a church or civil ceremony or whatever and then go that night with the band and then we're a party band a wedding party band as well and then I'm doing my own stuff like I'm singing a singer-songwriter as well so as I said with, with Don in England I'm kind of recording my own original stuff as well so I think with music you have to kind of have 20 strings to your bow like yeah I know what you mean you can't just kind that's of kind of what yourself. I'm doing at the moment unless you yeah. want to be and like, like big style yeah that's the thing like and I mean I don't know how how things will go for me with with me own because I've never released my own stuff do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm kind of going full throttle at that with that at the moment yeah um and like I said, I was supposed to be in England at the time, but now, like, but it's kind of still giving me a lot of time to just sit and write now. Yeah. So it's not really doing too bad. You know what I mean? It's not, although I'm not gigging and it's driving me crazy that I'm not gigging. And I work, like, I'm constantly, we have a group, like, we've with the band, we've like a WhatsApp group, and I'm constantly like, where are we going to get gigging? And, you know, just trying to, you know, I can't believe we're not gigging. We should be here tonight. We should be here tonight. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to just use that energy to be like, right, sit and write while I can't gig. Yeah. And then we've been doing a couple of live. Um, I was kind of 
Paddy's Day, Paddy's Day, we were saying we might do a live gig on Facebook. And then everybody in the world did one. Yeah. So I was like, ah. Yeah, I was like, no, I'll leave it. And then last week, everybody was sending me, like loads of people are sending messages saying like, why don't you just do it? And I was saying, oh, I don't know, like if everybody is doing it. And then I was like, do you know what? You might as well. So we did one last week and like it got crazy views. I'm not sure now what they were, but it was, it went like, really like a lot of views that I was I expected like 16 people to watch it and I was happy enough with that I was like yeah grand it'll keep us kind of occupied for an hour and Darren was actually on the phone and he's because all the comments are coming up and he was like here like there's like 3,000 people watching I was like what yeah so it got crazy like it went mental um and then we went down with my dad the other night because he's he's cocooning Uh so he can't go like he can't even go to the shop so my mom will go to the shop to, to the local shop but they mm-hmm. can't get up to like the ma- main shops mm-hmm. so myself and darren will go down and just bring down you know bits that they can't get um once a week so we're trying to kind of go down as little as possible and I, obviously i can't bring the kids near them yeah um mm. what's my point why am i saying this that about the lives oh yeah so we went down to bring the stuff down to him and that's what we done a live with my dad and um, the other day i think it was was it yesterday I don't know what whatever day today is it was the day that was before yesterday um and it went like that was that yeah I don't know every day is the same to me with the way things are at the moment but that went like over a hundred thousand views within like 12 hours so it's craziness so we're still kind of that's kind of keeping that end like we're still kind of getting to sing a little bit get that out of our system and then I can come home at night and I'm sitting and I'm writing a little bit and that so it's just trying to kind of put your energy into stuff like that, really. and then obviously, then I have to you know, feed kids and stuff. Like, yeah, oh, you have to do that. <laughs> you know, when all that jazz. To be a man. Yeah, keep them alive as well. And uh, what are you planning on doing when you do have the album recorded? Are you going to self-release, or are you, are you assigned to a label, or what's the crack? Um, well, I see at the moment the way things used to be, you'd go with an album with a product like a record as such, but now with downloads and stuff, it doesn't really work. You don't have a physical record anymore. So you have to kind of look at what what options you have. Um, I think years ago, like people would buy an album and they'd sit and they'd listen to the whole album. Now it's like they'll download one song, and then if your next song is shit, they just won't download that. You know, it's it's kind of so it's it's whether you want to kind of go down the route of digital digital um uploads and stuff. So I don't know. We're still kind of talking about all of that to see what way we're going to do it. But I think definitely like I want to have a body of work that's my own. Um. Mm that I can even gig, you know what I mean? I can tour and do theatres and stuff like that. Because I've, I've, I've had I've theatres already kind of lined up that are interested yeah. in in letting me go on and doing that. So it's, and like that, because it's my own, it's kind of a little bit more, it's my baby. So I'll kind of fight a little bit harder for it to make mm-hmm. it work. So, I mean, I suppose, obviously, you've been in the music industry your whole life, like since you were born. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like, I mean... I would say I, I always feel bad like ragging on Ireland a little bit but like I mean sometimes I'm just like oh Jesus we just haven't nailed it yet and I feel like we do very well with traditional to kind of more folky style music yeah. and yeah. there seems to be a trend you know we do go through trends I understand that everywhere else does and like I mean I've talked about this loads in the podcast before like I personally think Irish radio is dog shit um yeah literally talked about it so much times before don't really understand why it's so dog shit but you're especially since like radio one is just incredible like unbelievable like the things that they do the interviews that they do the 
the shows that they curate, like everything is just so well put together. That's probably one of the things that the Brits do incredibly well. And that is radio. Um, whereas over here, obviously, it's a different kind of, it's a different situation. And you you obviously know this from growing up in the industry um, and seeing it change yeah. so much. But I do feel like when it comes to Ireland, like we just kind of get into these habits where it's like, this is really big right now. And then the next thing is like, okay, now this is really big right now. You know, there was a while yeah. ago there where you fucking you couldn't go anywhere without hearing a code line song. Yeah. And or picture, or picture, no, fucking yeah, it's picture, code line, picture yeah. this. Or Gavin James are huge at the moment. Yeah, and wild, so wild, wild, wild youth. Yeah. And who's that other fella? Who's the fucking fella that I can't get away from? Dermot Kennedy. Fucking name? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's Jesus huge. God bless Jeremy. He's... Yeah, he's he's huge, but Jesus Christ, they overplay him to. Well, that's the thing. It. That's the thing with Irish, like you're saying, mm-hmm. with Irish stations. It's kind of they like exactly what I was saying about earlier about certain television pro- stations. It's like you have a click, and that's who they choose. They like, and that's who they're going to play. And if you're not in that, if you're not in that kind of four or five, um, group bracket, you're not getting played. It's not happening. Like, but I suppose that's yeah. I always know. Go on, Joe. No, go on, Joe. No, I was just going to say, I always notice, like, say with FM 104, and I have loads of friends yeah. with FM 104, like, I've nothing against them, but I'll, I'll always notice that they will they'll constantly, like, nearly every three hours play Gavin James, but he's always in the studio. Yeah. As well, so it obviously is a bit of a clicky thing going on there as well. Yeah, like, it's it. that's the thing, it, it, there is a lot of, um, and like that, I mean, Power to him. He has great songs. He's doing brilliant for himself. He's done great in America. He's done great around the world. But it's it's nothing like, like there's so many there's amazing singers and musicians in this country and who just don't get who just don't get like like I've I've been I've I've had gigs in town and you'll have we'll go in say <clears throat> we play in a place the Arlington in town and we'll play the lace lock because like they have kind of like an Irish dancing thing while people are all the Americans are eating their dinner mm-hmm. and then they'll have like a one-man band just on a guitar or they might have two lads on guitars just doing harmonies and stuff and then the big bands are on later in the night so, <clears throat> so we'll be on so we'll kind of show up like an hour before we need to and the other lads will be on and, and some of them you're looking going Jesus Christ like why are you here why are you even in this country you're too good for this but it's just Ireland is very, very good at putting themselves down. Do you know what I mean? And like that, if you're not like one of those one, two, three groups or singers, if you're outside that bracket, you don't stand a chance. Yeah, and I mean, I think and it's it's yeah. crap. Like it's also worth noting that like Ireland didn't break Hosea. <laughs> Hosea had to go somewhere else. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, so that's, and that's a lot. A lot do like. Yeah. Well, like that. Like Gavin James was on was on American shows and stuff before he was humongous here. Do you know what I mean? So even then, and then it's like, it's like Ireland are kind of, if you like that, if you're not diddly eye, like Ireland are very proud of their traditional music and like their Christy Moores and stuff. And it's like, yeah, he's, he's heirs and like Ireland own him. But then it's like, there's certain, if you're outside a certain criteria, it's like, they just put you down. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of, if you go, and then like that, if you go outside Ireland, and then you make it big outside Ireland. It's like, oh yeah, like they're one of ours. That's like you didn't fucking want me when I was trying to make yeah. it in Ireland. You suddenly want me now that I'm well, not that I, I'm not talking personal. I haven't made it outside Ireland, but you know what I mean. I've seen it happen where they weren't interested in these people when yeah. they were going, you know, going into these stations and saying, "Please play me song." 
like you know trying to trying to make a name for yourself and it's only then when you're outside Ireland that it's like oh yeah yeah no they're Irish they're Irish they're from Ireland yeah they, he grew up down the road for me when yeah, you know when they've made it's the same and he's the same with with sports people and you know what I mean it's like Katie Taylor it's like every like all people are short of doing is going and pissing on the girl's foot marking their territory it's like she's Irish she's from Greystones I like I grew up beside her and it's kind of mm. you know once they make their name outside but then when you get to a certain level when you go a little bit beyond that level like when you go to kind of nearly superstar them then it's like you too kind of then it's like oh no no they're pricks do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah it, it is. Everybody just thinks Bono is a prick. Yeah, like it's kind of you have them. You have a middly kind of like yeah, no, they're ears, and then it's like, oh no, they think they think they're too good to be our. They think they're too good for us, kind of thing. You kind of get to that, but and I mean, like that, it's a big thing with Bono. Does it be like people thinking that about Bono? And he's lovely. Like he really is. He's a lovely man. And I know he preaches. He does all that. And I don't. I'm, I'm not into that that shit where people go to see a gig. They want to see a gig. They don't want a pastor yeah. um, but he, I think at the heart of it he's a good heart do you know what I mean he does like I think a lot of people have a problem with, with him evading fucking taxes uh. well yeah yeah there is that there is that I mean I wish I had that kind of money to evade tax but look Same. here we are <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah I, is that how it works I would say like um because I would have always thought that like bands and stuff, or at least the labels of the bands, would be paying money to the radio stations to get them to play their music. Is it just a case of, here, will you listen to this? Do you like it? Will you play it? Or is it like, is there money handed over? Because I don't know how that works. I think in some cases it can be. I think a lot of times when, well, I mean, if, if there's a company that are big time invested into a band, they'll do what they need to do to get a song played. Right. And like, it's like they kind of, like that when like you're saying you go in and they're playing a certain song every every three songs it's like they're trying to bait it into people's heads and then it's like these are really good these are really good these are until eventually kind of teeny bopper ages are like oh yeah no they are they're really good do you know what i mean they kind of kind of nearly brainwashes people into thinking this is this is what's big and this is what you have to like well, that's what I do notice because say like there'd be three kind of step, well, three or four kind of stations that I'd listen to because I have to say because of the way that Jeremy Kennedy is played, and I'm not I'm not saying that his music is bad; it's just not my bag. Yeah. Um, I I turn it off, but like say for instance, FM one hundred four are constantly turning it out. You turn on Spin one hundred three eight just to get the fuck away from it, and they never play them. Yeah. Like that's that's. That's probably not factually correct, but this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There are stations that actually won't play them, so it just goes to show the, this, the, what's going on here. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it's not about, like, years ago, probably before any of us were born, like, you'd have, if if, this, if it's a good song, they have a, a, a playlist and they say, right, they, like, these are these are the songs that are the kind of charting at the moment. And whether, they're, whether the DJ or the producer of the station likes the songs, they'll play them regardless because that's what's being given into them. Whereas now it's like they have, like they'll have a list of say 20 songs that they have to play within the day and they'll just Mm. play those 20 songs over and over again. And anything outside of that is not getting played. Yeah, I don't know what's that because we, like say I work, I have a day job and I work in a a shop but we'll have the radio on and I just noticed like every, every DJ will play the same Songs yeah. just in a different order. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, so, it's kind of a they'll have on their screen one to twenty. These are the songs you have to play. 
and that's the way it is like yeah so but yeah whereas years ago like when there was like tape decks you'd kind of you know the way people would ring in and say play such and such a song like that doesn't really happen anymore it's very very rare that you get those channels anymore those stations that you can ring in and ask for a song that you want played do you know what I find hilarious is that you will get, like, you know, these DJs, and I don't mean to, like I said, a good few of them are my friends. I don't mean to take the piss out of them or at, but there's some DJs and they've no co-host. So they're, they're basically trying to make a whole show out of, like, that themselves. So they'll come up with these little stupid jokes or, you know, like that. It's, it's very awkward when it's just one DJ, but they'll always get a caller on. And this caller will request a song that's played literally every 20 yeah, minutes. Coincidentally like, that's not fucking true. Yeah. That's somebody in the poxy office after ringing in. Yeah. That's not a fucking hope somebody rang in and requested during the fucking Kennedy. Yeah, when you played it 25 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not a hope. No. No, it is. Because funny enough, that is always the case when somebody does. Like, whereas years ago, you could ring in and, like, people had, people could ask for, like, take that song and then they could ask for like a Bob Marley song whereas now that's not on that criteria of the 1 to 20 songs they're allowed to play therefore yeah. that's not the songs that people are requesting yeah and that's what I love when radio sh- shows was there a station was after it was probably a pirate station but it was just the 90s can't remember what it was called it was only recent like about two or three years ago it was a start, uh, station and it was just 90s music I can't like Pulse or something kind of station something like that yeah, yeah. but um, but then at the same time and I was like oh this is bleeding deadly like knock this on or whatever but then that started to get very samey samey because you can't like no new music is being produced yeah yeah it's just so, I mean, like, yeah. It, yeah like you, it would be great if radio stations did play just an array of like or even like one of them is it? I'm pick, picking on fucking FM one four, but they have their select Irish track. Yeah, as well that they'll play like all week just to give somebody a bit of limelight. But that they'll only play it for the week, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then again, it it can generally be those bands or those singers that are in that you know that that are in that little group of people that that little pool that they will always play mm-hmm. anyway. Do you know what I mean? It'd be either that or else like that, you won't hear from it again. So it is, it's, yeah. and it's disheartening. As a musician, it's it's disheartening because it's like, this is what I'm, like, I'm I'm aiming to have my own material, and it's like, am I going to do this, and is anybody even going to hear it? Do you know what I mean? In a sense of radios, like, I'm, I'm going to have to, like, you can use, it's online, it's good to have social media because I can physically push things myself. But yeah, unless yeah. you have a big company behind you or you fit into that click or you buy into that click or whatever way it works, you don't really stand a chance. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's disheartening because it takes a lot of effort and money and everything else to try and get an EP or an album up. Do you know what I mean? And there's so many people struggling. Like even I live in Finglas and I'm not into Irish rap personally, but there are some even rappers around here who are incredible, like right, like incredible lyricists and they can literally only go onto Instagram, go onto Facebook and push their own stuff because they're not. They, mm. there's no way the likes of FM 104 or whatever are going to play it. There's not a chance in hell they'll play them. No. And it's hard. It's, it's horrible because they're, they're using up money they don't have to pay to producers to try and get tracks. And they're done to a pretty high quality. And like I said, their lyrics, some of their lyrics are like, like Bob Dylan good. Do you know what I mean? Some of them are mm. fucking amazing. But... It's 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 hard because they probably will never get heard outside Fingless. And that's that's sad. 
just because they don't, it is, yeah. don't meet that criteria, you know? Well, it just goes to show how different it is these days. Like like you're saying, because even one of my friends, Caroline Kay, she's a singer. Now she's over trying to get onto the West End. And now she's living in London. Well, she's home now because of all this going on. But she lives in London. But she did two of her own EPs um, like that and release, self-released. And because of her online following, she ended up number one in the iTunes charts. Brilliant. When people were, you know, buying it off iTunes yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But that's, it was literally down to her following. If she didn't have that, are people giving a shout outs or anything like that? It wouldn't have been heard. That's the thing, and it like that like her one of her songs could have been better than three of another a band that might be huge at the moment in very commas huge. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not yeah. about that's the thing with music. It's not about who's the best vocalist or who's the best writer. It's about who you know and what you know and. It's hard, you know what I mean? And sometimes like that, even in my case, like although my dad's in the industry, that doesn't like people might think that gives me a leg up. It really does. Sometimes it goes against you. Sometimes it's more of a hindrance because you're judged before I, I like I'll be judged by some people before I even open my mouth. Do you know what I mean? It's kind oh, yeah. of ah, she's only like I've had people come up to me at gigs and be like, Jesus, I'm actually shocked. Like you're you're really good. I'm like, what? Oh, thanks. Like, is that, a, is that a compliment? And it's like, well, no, it's just like, I saw your name and I was like, oh, she's at the Dignam's daughter. But you're actually right, so good. You think you're just singing as your dad, like. Yeah, and then it's like, but you're actually all right. Like, I'm like, do I say thanks to that? Do I punch it in the neck? What do I do? What do I, what do, I do with that? Um, what is your opinion? Because, Carla, we've talked about this before. It just, like, touching on the fact that Gavin James, Dermot Kennedy, like, so many Irish like and then code line picture this all like you know all there it's predominantly male yeah um where there's people going under the radar that aren't getting played like the likes of Rudan. yeah what do you think of like the fact that women in the irish music industry are just just seem to be going under the radar like that's unlike that like i mentioned Rudan. like she's been writing for a year like a hundred years for people and like for our age i think she's only in her around my age and she's been writing like from a teenager for pretty big names like um, yeah, and like, I've heard that she's written a lot of songs. Yeah, she has, like, and really, really successful songs, and for really big, big names, she's written for. Yeah, on her own, right? Like it, when she's doing it herself, she just like that. She's just going under the radar. And I don't understand that. Um, again, it could be a thing that she's not in the click. It, you know, she's just. It's just as I said, it's not about it's not about talent, and that's that's the heartbreaking thing. It's very disheartening when you love to sing and that's what you want to do, and like that, this is my career. And still having to know in the back of your mind, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're good because somebody who might not be as good a vocalist or might not be as good as a songwriter is going to be bigger than you because of X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. Like that's hard to swallow, but you have to just persevere and hope hope for the best. And like you're saying, with your friend making it making it to number one on iTunes, like it's. You, you would hope that that would kind of you'd think that she could go to someone and say like like here's here I've had a number one mm. but she still man it's still she goes under the radar because she's not in the click or whatever you know it's it's hard like it's it's a tough one like I've I was um a couple of years ago I was approached by a friend of mine Stephen Brown <clears throat> who um he had first of all I heard about Batman do you remember Batman Ben little boy from yeah. Fingless oh I remember yeah. you and your yeah, yeah. so we were we myself and Darren we were gigging one night and I walked into the bathroom and I seen a little a little thing up on the wall and I'd seen loads of stuff online about him 
I was like, well, I've seen this child everywhere. And I kind of was seeing it, but I never really sat and actually read up on it. So I read up on it anyway. And it turned out that um, a couple of months earlier, he, they found a tumour and he needed to get, he needed um, to go over to America because there was nothing that Ireland could do for him. Like you hear every day with a lot of these things like that, Ireland just aren't capable of giving the treatment or haven't got the yeah. equipment or the medication or whatever. So myself and Darren came home and I was like, God, that's heartbreaking. He's like, I wonder if there's anything we can do. Like, could we, like, we don't have, we're just like anybody else. We don't have any amount of money that I could give to help. But I was like, if we could physically do something that might help. We are saying if we could do a gig or something like that. So we arranged to do a gig and we got me down board to come. And I was, and that was good because it helped kind of keep, get the profile up and get more tickets sold and stuff like that. And um, then Steve, my friend Stephen came to me and was like, well, why don't you do a single? That'll help boost even more. <clears throat> so we ended up doing Ben by Michael Jackson. I, I recorded it. And uh, we done it with a friend of ours, Stuart Gray, in his studio. And he, he produced it and got mastered. We mastered it and everything. And like that, rec- um, we, we got it on CD first. So any, any money that was made on the CD, we could sell and then, put to the cause kind of thing and we got it onto itunes and it went went number one within like five hours or something and then yeah, yeah. went to because i think niall horan or something it was either niall horan or one direction i can't remember it was it was something to do with niall horan anyway but he kind of knocked us off number one and then it went back to number one twice within that kind of stayed for about two or three weeks and yeah yeah i remember i think i bought it i hope you did I'm looking, yeah, I'm trying to look at my music here. I don't have that app anymore because it's Apple is just a lot of shock. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely did buy it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like that, it went number one. It went really, really, really well. But and although it was a charity single, it was it still went to a number one. But like mm. that, it doesn't matter to a lot of like I, you know what I mean. You can you think you could go to places and say, well, look, I have this body of work. I've I've been number. I've I had a number one in Ireland, and it was on the overall chart as well. Like so. You know what I mean? With the kind of the country charts, all this kind of rock charts. Mm. It was the on the main charts on iTunes, went number one, which is a pretty big deal. Like you have to kind of sell quite a lot Huge. for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like that, you can go under the radar even at that. Do you know what I mean? It was I don't know, it's it's madness. Like it's it's just I don't know. I don't know the reasons for it. Um I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now, uh, sorry about that. We had a bit of technical difficulty. Carla did not leave the room. Her mic just got cut off for some fucking reason. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there now, lads. A bit weird. It's the 5G. It's <laughs> the 5G Definitely. gave the computer coronavirus. As I say, Miss Rona showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously we were talking there we've after or after getting a bit distracted. Um we were talking there about women in the industry and they just seem to be flying under the radar. Carla, any thoughts? <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, I've said it, I've said it plenty before. I just feel like, I mean, I think it was the Irish, what do Irish media? That was the podcast where we talked a lot about this. Um, yeah. Just in the kind of way that there is fuck all representation, especially what I noticed was for, for singers, like for bands. Um, obviously, we had the trend of the Westlifes and the boy bands, um, you know, our boy zone. We had, we actually went well there for a lot, for a while. That's, yeah we did really well um and then you know Louis kind of tried to do a few other bits tried to do you know what was it It was called wonderland oh god it was so bad it was Uh, like yeah oh i know remember wonderland my friend is in that brilliant that's what me and carla were just saying great (laughs) yeah that was brilliant oh my god wonderland incredible band no actually uh no i no i get you she'd even say the same thing as well but uh casey um yeah, she's over in Dubai now singing. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. She's a great voice. She's unreal. They, they were great singers. I will say they were fucking yeah. fantastic. But again, singers. that's the thing. It brings you back to the to the the kind of shows. Like it's it's not. She wouldn't have been singing the song she wanted to sing, and she wouldn't have been wearing the clothes she wanted to wear. And I think that's the thing with a lot of like that women in in a lot of industries, especially entertainment. You know, it's whether it's acting or like Jen, you might even see it. Do you know what I mean? With acting mm. and stuff, but with music it's kind of they, they it's if you are if you are going to be one of those women that aren't going under the radar you can come on to the late late or whatever but yeah like you have to be wearing a bikini kind of thing do you know what I mean and just that's not like me personally nobody wants to see me in a bikini do you know what I mean <laughs> so I'm not going to do that on national television just to get just to get my voice out there like it shouldn't be about that it yeah, shouldn't be I- about and that's another thing. I do feel like guys get away with that as well. Like they don't really have They're to. They would be ugly. Yeah, they really well, are. They, they get away with just being themselves, which is so fucking unfair. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's shit. I tell you what, lads, Wonderland did all right. Are you are you looking them up there? Yeah, the album debuted at number eight in the UK albums chart. That's good. Cool. Right. Peaked at number six in the Irish album chart. Wouldn't be hard. While the fire centred at number 10 on the UK Midweeks chart, the album is the highest charting debut album from a girl group in the UK since Girls Allowed. Hmm. They're good stats. I remember they were really, they were really strong fucking singers. I remember that. That's the thing, but like that they'd have been told what, they, it would have been cheesy pop stuff that they were singing. They wouldn't have been yeah. singing what they wanted to, you know? I was the thing was Jodie Albert in that band. Yeah, I, I was about to say, yeah. they were being managed by Louis Walsh and Keen Egan. And I remember yes. that's kind of when he started this whole, like, you know, I was the weakest singer of Westlife, therefore I will be kind of a bit of a mean person when it comes to being a manager. <laughs> yeah, well, we, and being a manager and being on The Voice. But I remember also they did some kind of... um. They did a little, uh, like, a TV series. Right. And I remember watching a few episodes. I fucking, I, I wish I, I wish I remember what it was called. But um, they did, I like, I vaguely remember that. And they, yeah, I, I literally remember this. And um, 
they did that thing as well where uh, they did the auditions in the gaiety, which is just so Irish. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I'd like, and I don't know why, I'm just after going down a rabbit hole here, but I will say that, like, I mean, Irish girl bands, not really a thing. No. No. Never really were a thing. No. Like, Bewitched were probably the most successful, if if, if you could call it that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. They were pretty big. Um, yeah. But other than that, well, they were really, they were so wholesome as well. I think that was like that was at a time where we were accepting, and I think that's another thing when it comes to like Irish women in media. Like we, we need to accept certain things, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah. another thing. I feel like some of the best solo artists and girl bands, actually, sorry, best girl band, um, in the world at the moment are Brits. Yeah, that like Anne Marie, fucking phenomenal singer songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. She definitely doesn't get the credit that she deserves. No. Like Adele, I mean, you could, obviously everybody knows these people, but like you could just go on and on. And then Little Mix, which are, I don't care what anybody says, they are definitely the number one girl band. They are. They are, yeah. I can't actually think of anyone bigger than them. And like that, vocally, they're amazing. Like they were manufactured as such yeah. on, on yeah. X Factor, but they are holding their own, like we're out there with a lot of men. Do you know they are? Like and but that's the thing, again, like look at Jessie, the way she was kind of slaughtered because mm-hmm. she was, you know, the ugly one as such, as what well, I never thought so, but you know what I mean? That's yeah. the way she kind of treated as the ugly one. And then she had to kind of she went through all of this depression and everything else. She like has she had a documentary and stuff about it. But that is the way it is. Like it's kind of people can be very hypocritical, like that with Adele. It's like Adele's voice is amazing she has amazing songs and like she's fat and ugly kind of thing again not something not my views but that's the world's views on on our in, in, a, in a with a lot of people but it's kind of like it's one real it's kind of people loved her because she wasn't a model but she was an incredible yeah. voice but then it's like you could get somebody else and be like like say me for example um you could say well yeah you've you have a good voice but I mean you're not model material. And it's like, I'm not trying to be. I'm yeah, trying to yeah. be a singer. It's not, a, you know what I mean? And it's kind of, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter if you want to sing or it shouldn't matter what you look like. But within saying that, and that's something that I wanted to bring up again, I feel like, you know, we kind of have like when the problem was, I think with Jessie is that she entered into the arena into something that was a manufactured show, the X Factor with, and the big thing for her, and she says it time and time again, is that she was being constantly compared to the other three girls that looked a certain way, yeah. which was tough for her. And, you know, they've said it themselves that like they didn't really think they like when she went into it, she was like, I didn't think I'd be the one that would be criticized because like I just didn't see it that way. And that kind of started her whole um her whole phobia and everything that happened with her. But yeah. I feel like there is, as I said, again, like Adele, she was, you know, a plus size woman who wasn't, now she's absolutely phenomenally gorgeous. But at the same time, people didn't say that about her, did they? they exactly. Like, oh. And then with Alma, like same situation, unbelievable voice, great songwriter. I know she's not really the most popular out there, but like she was allowed to be her. So I don't know if it was a kind of a thing where, they just weren't really about that girl band life as far as that. Or like, it, it, it depends on what arena you come into. If you come in with something strong, I feel like you're allowed flourish over there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You don't really have that. You don't except- have that. But I think as well, with Little Mix, young girls especially, just get it in the neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
They really do. Like if there was a, say, and it wouldn't happen, but if there was a group of li- like bigger mix where, that were like 40, there's no way people would criticise them as much as they would younger. No, and it's that's when it's important, when they're that age and when mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're kind of teenager age that like say from probably 11 to well, what are like 30s maybe that are looking at that. And it's, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's the same with a lot of the influencers and stuff. It's kind of, you have to look a certain way. You have to, and it's it's so not fair because just because you don't look that way, like that certain kind of, if you're you're not a stick insect and you're not, you don't have blue eyes and, you know, blonde hair down to your arse, you, you don't kind of, you're not good enough. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's kind of like, all they do is kind of spout out all about kind of, all this positivity and I, I just want everything to be positive and I want a good well-being for people and it's like well you're not you're airbrushing everything and you're not fucking showing yourself so how how are you instilling that in people and young girls who are growing up and then be, if they might be a bit bigger or they might not they might be too skinny or they might be too fat they they feel like they don't fit into that therefore they're not good enough to follow their dreams or do what they want to do it's just it's I think it's the world we live in. It's horrible. Like and Ireland yeah. is not good for that. Like that. Like you're saying with the likes of Adele, she's she's plus size and it it should it shouldn't matter. Like that shouldn't even be something that we talk. Like she's an incredible songwriter. She's an incredible singer. What does it matter what her fucking dress size is? Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be think- something that we talk about. Like. But that's it, isn't it? It's like, even when Sam Smith started, that was kind of the main thing. They were like, oh my God, look at this ugly guy. Yeah. <laughs> and same with Ed Sheeran, people are like, oh, he's the ugly bloke. And you're just like, sorry, mm. what? Like, yeah, it's what? like the the novel the novelty ugly person. It's like, my God, like how like they, they sing so amazingly, like how with a face like that. It's like it's, it's almost yeah, it's almost like the attitude was like, ah, uh, lovely voice for an ugly fucker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, oh, like it's like you don't sweat much for a fat lass. I swear to God, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, that's so just madness. Like, same kind of way that it's gone about, but like I'm I'm I've actually just, you know, I've been doing a bit of research, obviously, but um, what I was cut off, but, <laughs> <laughs> I was cut off in the in the previous episode. But we did also have Bellfire guys. Ah, yeah, Bellfire. I remember them actually. They did the real sexy. All I want is you. That's right. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah. They were like, and then they do the like soft harmony and be like. Yeah, Carla, we should, we should, oh my God. If this is not an opportunity to start a girl band, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Very I don't know what it is. Actually, before we move on from the girl band, um, Carla, I asked you before, could you do a celebrity impression? And you said, no, stop putting me on the spot. You do a fucking deadly Jesse impression. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. You do an unreal Jesse Nelson singing impression. I do, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. I do. Like what's her most outrageous one? Oh yeah, uh, we'll do um. What's that one? Um, the, the the woman like me. Yeah. What is it? oh oh yeah. And the same one. Oh my god, it's the image of her. Zip on my mouse. <laughs> and I don't even need a reason. <laughs> Oh well, uh, you did it. You did it much deeper before. I think yeah. we were on it. 
Instagram live when you did. I think it was, it was on Instagram really and everybody was like you are the same human and I was like yeah. I'm sorry but I've listened to that bitch over and over again because I love Little Mix and I love Jessie but I cannot stand the way she sings yeah, yeah. no yeah it's terrible and like they kind of the squinting and the, the helping at the same time so I, I god I hope you done that while you were singing that Really? Oh no! I did. like honestly. I think I'm better on on video. To be honest, I've no idea. Yeah, what yeah you need a visual. Like, <laughs> you need a visual. I need, a visual. I need the whole shebang. You yeah. know, I need the outfit. But like, that's, but that's the whole thing. And I remember I was like, why? And the thing is with Jessie, like God bless her. I was like, why am I not grabbing to her? And it was like because of her fucking singing voice. It was nothing to do with her looks. Yeah. Nothing to do with her weight. Nothing to do with anything or her love yeah. life or whatever. It was literally the way that she sang fucking irked me it's weird it's yeah. it's weird it's a weird noise do you know who else i can't stand as a singer god bless them like i love the way i'm talking about singers can't like cannot hold it now can't hold yeah. it uh mark from west Side can't deal mark which one's mark the good the gospely one the gospely one and it's like flying that oh my that god one. he's fucking unbelievable no i can't i can't stand the <laughs> way Kerry, do you remember he sang? He sang at your dad's gig. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the single most best fucking performances I've ever seen. Do you know what? Funny enough, right? That night he was probably the biggest name, kind of at that that night, and he was the most nervous out of everybody that sang that night. He was fucking unbelievable. I remember watching him with the goosebumps. It was, I, but I've never seen him singing like that before because I would have been on the same page as Carla going, yeah, he's a bit of the head. Yeah, it was a totally different bag altogether. Like, I think maybe taking him out with that kind of songs that he's told to sing and he was singing, yeah. like, he was singing an Aslan song that night and he was, he was, he was brilliant. He's probably the best vocal on the night. Uh, but yeah, like, because there was none of that kind of, uh, kind of stuff that he can do, like, yeah. Yeah, that he was kind of, I feel like, maybe made to. I don't really know. Over, he kind of overdid it. He seemed passionate about it in any of the fucking videos. But I just remember always being like, oh, here's Mark's verse. <laughs> just after oh, they stand up, that's when. Yeah, when they stand up after Steel, that's when. After Steel's, yeah. That's yeah. when Mark's out to. And she, like, yeah, you knew it was getting fucking real then. And I was like, no, get Shane back. <laughs> Every fucking time. Same situation with Rest in Peace, but Stephen from Boyzone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did not like his singing voice. It just irked me as a kid. I remember being like, "No, Robin, no, do you know what I mean?" No matter what they do, <laughs> it was too um sweet to be wholesome or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I get like that with I get like that with singers. I don't know what you're like here. Obviously, you've got a much better like ear for it than I would. You know? Yeah. No. <laughs> there's there's certain there are certain singers that I'm like. Like what that, do you I think. Can I just ask, what do you think of Sam Smith's voice? <laughs> I feel the same way that Carla feels about Mark. Really? Yeah, because not although Sam Smith's well, that's voice. see the thing is right. It's hard because you can't deny his cape his vocal capability. He has an amazing vocal, and he has he's a strong vocalist. But I just find that kind of. I just uh, it makes me itchy that fucking do you see that song Money on My Mind I hate it that's the vocal in that from what Sam Smith yeah. is, it's just it's it, like a dancey song Money on My Mind oh that, that one. one oh god bless yeah that god see, bless. like the noises that he makes from his face hole really fucking agitates me yeah like yeah. Paloma Faith <laughs> Paloma Faith oh I can't I can't <laughs> that's the one 
that I can't. The I hate the whole her. World. And our face and our teeth are too small for our face. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that's one thing that I always wondered. Like, and I, I do feel bad for for singers as well because I know when Niall got into One Direction, the first thing that they did was made him go and get a set of veneers. Yeah, Niall. Oh, well, again, it's it, that goes back to the kind of manufacturers. You have to be pretty. You have to be. You know what I mean. You have to fit into this box. Mm. I get you. Know, you. Yeah, and it was kind of like he was the far- he was the Irish farmer, so it's like oh, you have to be pretty like the English lads in the band, kind of thing. Yeah, which yeah. is bullshit. Like it's bullshit. It shouldn't have mattered if he could sing, and he was if he, he if he legit got into the band because he he was a good singer. None of that should have mattered. But again, yeah. it's just it's an industry that the, like the, the music industry is as bad as modeling industry. Do you know? Not that I have a great deal of experience in it. Obviously, this this is a podcast. People can't see me, so just don't Google me. But uh, but I take me word for it. I'm beautiful. Um, <laughs> well, like that's the thing. Like you don't kind of it's it's very. Although they say like modeling industry, obviously is it's a it's it's about your looks, of course. I mean, Jesus Christ, but it's. It could that has kind of a lot a few years ago that did kind of steep into the music music industry. Like you have to have a certain look. You have to and like that the Adele's and the Ed Sheeran's is like, oh my god! Like can you believe that they can actually be this good and be ugly? And they're not like they're. I mean, I, I, I Ed Sheeran is, but you know what I mean. They're not like it he's shouldn't matter. <laughs> he's married. You say something about him. He's, he's a multi millionaire, but um. It shouldn't matter. It, it should it should be irrelevant. If somebody is a good singer or they're good at whatever, whatever they may, it, sh- it shouldn't matter what they look like. It's It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what they look like in a fucking bikini. But it does. Yeah, Yeah. well, it can't it can help. Like, unfortunately, like, like, we are in that world. And I mean, we could go deeper into it. I mean, fucking everything's like that. But um, I just like there was just certain things. There is just those kind of certain people, isn't it? That like you kind of pick out and it's like because there is other people and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like that I feel like cannot hold a fucking tune. They have everything going for them. And that is why they are. Well, in all fairness with Selena Gomez, like, I mean, I get it. She was an actress first, but that girl can't sing. And now that's what she does. She sings. She's a you singer. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Well, like, Zorro. Yeah. It's strange. It is strange. Like it's. I don't know. It's 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 not something that we we can ever change. Do you know what I mean? It t- take it, it higher power than us, I suppose. But it is a horrible um. It's a horrible thing to kind of try to compete with when you don't fit into that. And I do, I don't like as it. You know what I mean? Whether regardless of of vocal capability or whatever, like I'm sure there's people who listen to me and be like, "Oh, I hate the noise that comes out of her face hole," and that's cool. I probably, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could be somebody, Sam Smith. That's fine. But it should, like, you're, you're, whether you can kind of fit into a blade and size two Gucci fucking bikini shouldn't make any difference, but it does. You know, but I also feel like for a lot of people that are incredibly talented, gifted singers and people that are made to be, there, there was never another option. Do you get me? Yeah. Like with Selena Gomez, let's just say, like, she started as an actress you know that was her thing like yeah. uh, you know uh, with a lot of other people another person actually god bless just finished her autobiography but jessica simpson oh her voice mm. i cannot yeah like not, like that's the thing that's yeah. an example of her like as a singer she's very pretty yeah yeah she's you know what incredible I mean? to look at but she's yeah, not great so, to look at when she's singing i will say 
I hate the way she moves her mouth. <laughs> God bless us. <laughs> but like, and I, really I get want to go down a rabbit hole of looking at all her songs. Fucking hell, I haven't no, heard her no, like, no, songs in years. Do. Anyone here who hasn't seen it, please, please, please look up Jessica Simpson and Jewel doing Save Your Soul. Okay. It is the most bonkers, bonkers performance you will ever see. Okay. It is iconic. Like her mouth is moving so, like it honestly looks like she's on yips. (laughs) Like, uh, no, fully. Like you won't get it until you see that. Like I love giving people these little treasures to go to go and Google in the middle of the pod, especially in quarantine when they're doing fuck all else. But um, I would say pause this right now, go and Google it, and let me know how how you're feeling afterwards. Like, oh god, I have not to look at this. Like, let me know in the comments below. Wasn't her dad like a pastor or something weird? Wasn't it? Like oh, he was. God, yeah, he was a pastor. So like, I mean, god, I read, I read her autobiography, and again, it was one of those things where she kind of didn't really sing until she was kind of like told that she was very good looking and to start singing right you know and it, it it is funny because even like she did the mickey mouse club the whole auditions that whole situation and like there is certain things in my like oh, i hate mocking people but there is sometimes when i see people being like it's about the music for me i'm like is it yeah is it then why is are you it? wearing daisy dukes you know when i was kind of yeah. like and then she kind of got into the acting fair enough whatever she said she threw around her threw away her acting career because the bloke that she was dating at the time didn't want her to kiss anybody else and all that other shit whatever but um i, I there is some kind of things that you do scoff at and I, I i am trying to get more tolerant as i grow older and like not be that kind of way but like was it ever going to be anything ever like different for you do you know was yeah. there ever a point where you're like this wasn't the, the thing that i was made to do no Never. Yeah. Like honestly, I, I was I remember sitting in school when I was about twelve and I was just like, There's literally no point in me being here because I'm gonna sing. Like it didn't nothing mar- nothing else mattered. Yeah. And it was nothing to do with with me dad. Like me me dad actually like although you know, you'd have a lot of singers or musicians or people in the industry who might have kids and kind of automatically like right into billy barry when you're two and mm. you know have them on the christmas on the like, the toy show every year and yeah like baiting you into all the you know the tivoli and doing all the pantos every year i was not that child ever yeah. it just yeah. wasn't like and they never even when when i decided i was like right this is like this is what i want to do and i was saying it kind of from 11 or 12 but at that stage i was still refused point blank to sing in front of them like i wouldn't do it and mm. it would be kind of like my mom would catch me singing or I might sing in the car and she'd kind of lower the radio down to kind of listen. And she would say to me, dad, like she can sing. And my dad was kind of like, okay, Catherine. Because you know the way everybody is like, it's great. And in fact, your daughter is tone deaf. Do you know what I mean? But So yeah, he hadn't no. heard me. So we were away. I was about 13 and we were away in Portugal and there was a karaoke and I'd never in my life sang at a karaoke before. And I got up and sang, mm. of all things, like all 13-year-old girls, I got up and sang a Phil Collins song. Um, oh. I, <laughs> I know. Because um, I was like that as a kid even, I was never into the poppy kind of stuff. Like it, I always liked kind of older music anyway. I always kind of tuned into that kind of music. But I got up and sang Against All Odds. And, uh, oh, my, had, my, you and Westlife, huh? I'm Mariah <laughs> Carey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they copied me. Um, <laughs> but I sang that, and I sang 
um, Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton, which again oh. brought me back to my roots of deciding that yeah. I was going to be a, like an R&B singer. Um, yeah. And my dad sobbed. And he was no, and I was like, oh my god, is he crying? Because oh my god, my daughter's shit. How do I tell her? <laughs> but, but he was like, oh my god, he's like, your mom's been telling me. He's like, here you can sing. And from then he was like, okay, I get it, I get what you're saying to me because he yeah. was kind of now it's a, like that. He knows how how hard this industry is, and like that, especially for a female, you know what I mean, and especially for a female who like that doesn't look like Jessica Simpson and like I google me I don't do you know what I mean so he was and I'm sure at that stage of course he's my father and he's trying to look out for me and he's trying to warn me of he's always warned me about these things and it's not about your talent and it's not necessarily about how good you are as a singer and you could be amazing and you still might not make it but I didn't care like it just didn't matter to me so it was your thing that's all I like it's all I wanted to do and like I said it wasn't beaten into me it was just naturally all I ever cared about like it's the only thing that I can genuinely without sounding like without being cocky I don't mean to come across in that sense I'm not like I don't mean it to come across like that but it's the only thing that I I was good at do you know what I mean it was the only thing that I could say I'm capable of doing this and it's it's I cared so much about it so he was like right okay we'll we'll get you I'll get you singing lessons and get you trained that I could I have control over my voice and my breathing and all of that comes into it. Um, so he kind of listened to me then. So I was like, right, well, I want to leave school. Now at this stage, keep in mind, I'm 13. So it's like, well, <laughs> no, like, no, no, you're not. You're no, not. no, no, Kira, sorry. So I stayed till I was, I done my junior cert. I stayed till I was 16. And the, the rule was you're not leaving school unless you enroll. Like if you're serious about this, you're going to go to Valley Fairmount School of Music. So I was like, perfect, happy. So I went, because normally people would go through school, go to 18 and then leave and go to Valley Fairmont. But with me, I, I went to my junior cert. I like, they got, you know, normally it'd be leaving cert and then go there. But I was like, mm-hmm. what's like, what's the point of me staying for another three years? I'm not interested. And at that stage in, um, Peter Aiken was doing uh, Pop Saturdays, it was called in Vicar Street every Saturday. So we get like pe- kids like me, and there was no angels were doing it. There was a f- actually Bellfire used to do it as well. Like there was there was a few kind of groups of air age group at the time, and it gave them a chance to get onto a stage and sing to kind of they'd let let kids air age in, and it was mm-hmm. great like performance experience, um, and that's kind of what I started doing every Saturday. And then we'd go like we'd go to Cork and Galway each Saturday. It kind of tour around the country. We'd go on a tour bus. Like I'd be there at like six o'clock in the morning, travel down. I'd come home that night and like that's when they kind of knew, right, she, she means this. She's not just trying to get out of school. So, yeah. So I, I am eventually anyway, I, I enrolled in, um, in Ballyferma School of Music. So I was to start in September. I done my junior cert and I met Darren through music in the, in the meantime, my husband in the meantime. And he was actually, he was playing, playing with no angels. They used to busk on Grafton street. Um, so he was he was in No Angels. So we were kind of going around together at two days gigs, and I decided I'll have that one, and uh, that was kind of that's kind of where that started with him. And I found out I was pregnant on Keen, um, in the February, and I was to start in the September, and I was due him in the October. I was to start college, oh. yeah. So college didn't happen. So I was like, right, I'll do it the following year because. I would have been due like 
four weeks after I was to start and they weren't yeah, they weren't yeah. having that like because like Bally Fairmont you have to you have to audition to get in there like it's it's a prestigious music college do you know what I mean that, like you have to kind of earn your place okay. um so they certainly weren't going to be like yeah grand like 17 year old you go off there have your baby we'll sit here and wait for you it doesn't work like that you have your there's they've a certain amount of places or whatever so um it was heartbreaking that I couldn't go but I had to be a mummy. Do you know what I mean? I had to. That had to be my priority. So that after that, it was kind of I had him when I was seventeen. So it was like I had to sit back and say, right, you're a teenager. I didn't know what the fuck a baby was. Like I, like I was kind of like, what are they? They're gonna hand me this this thing. I don't know what to do with it, and I have to be a mother. And I, like I was an only child, so I wasn't. I and I was the youngest of all my cousins, so right. I wouldn't have had. A lot, I wouldn't have been around a lot of babies because I was the baby and all my cousins who were a lot bigger than me would have I, I was their baby do you know what I mean so I didn't know where to begin with a child so then my mom was obviously thinking Jesus Christ I'm gonna have to close up my job I'm gonna have to rear this child for her um but I, I decided when I was pregnant I was determined that that wasn't gonna happen and I was gonna I was gonna go against the kind of the what would you call it the stereotype yeah go against the stereotype of two 17 year olds having a baby myself and Darren made the decision right we're going to sit down we're going to get our heads down we're going to work we're going to do you know what I mean rear this child and do the best job we possibly can despite being young um and so which which meant that I couldn't sing like it was like well I need to go and get a trade like I can't I can't go off and, you know, go off singing for free and leaving a baby at home. Do you know what I mean? It just wasn't, I thought that's not an option for me. So that was devastating because although Kane was my priority, like, of course, I was going to be a mammy, but to have to walk away from the only thing that I ever really loved to do and the only thing, something that I thought this is going to be my life, like, killed me. So I am. It just, and if, if, it seems like you were just getting started as well. Like. Exactly, yeah. Like I was starting to kind of, I was like at those gigs, there was, we kind of got, we'd do Vicar Street, then we'd do Cork and we'd do Galway and then we'd come back then the fourth week back to Vicar Street and there'd be people that had seen me the fourth week coming back and they'd be oh. Kira, you know, and I was like, I was starting to kind of get my confidence up and it was starting to like build a little bit. And I was even then now, I mean, I was writing at the time, I'm sure now to look back on them, I would, I would embarrass myself. I'd say they were shocking. Yeah. Probably like, I was trying to go to the shops. And I yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually, that's my, those are my lyrics. <laughs> sorry, that, I'm so sorry. That's mine. That's, ex- that's exclusive. That they were copywritten. But um, so like that, you know, so it was kind of, that was kind of my dream and it was it was shattered nearly so um I had to just kind of concentrate on being a grown-up so I thought right well that's singing gone out the window so we kind of got our heads down I trained in my mom's salon to be a hairdresser because I was like right I need a trade no matter at least no matter what happens I'll have a trade and I can look after my child and Darren was working like he was working two and three jobs and we um we eventually we saved up we tried to get we got a mortgage and then we got when I was 21, we moved in, we bought a house and moved in. And then when we were in the house a couple of months and I found out I was pregnant again on Ava and cause like that new house, new baby. 
And uh, I thought that was a myth. It's not. So <laughs> I had what Ava and <laughs> be careful, Jen. So we 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 um we had Ava and we were in his family all sing as well. So we're over one night, I think it was one of their birthdays or something. We were over in Inchicor in a pub and there was a karaoke on. And Darren's like, get up and sing a song. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he's like, get up, get up. So I got up and sang a song and uh, the whole place stood up at the end, like stood up and started clapping. And I was like, so I kind of just put my head down and sat down like real, oh, Jesus Christ, don't look at me, don't look at me. And Darren came over sat beside me. He's like, here, you have to fucking sing, man. Like, you, you have to. So yeah. the next day, um, the next morning we went down, my mom had ba- was after being babysitting that that night we went out and the next day Darren went down to me man he said can you lend me two grand he says uh she was kind of like what what have you gotten yourself in trouble um and uh he's like I need to buy a small PA system because we were going out gigging no and I was like no way no way not a chance no I was terrified and um he's like no we're we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna go out gigging and he's like he says to me ma I won't take a penny out of anything I make in the gigs I'll pay you back before I make anything and by we thought like we might get you know two gigs every year and we'll pay our back kind of in 20 years or whatever and we had our paid back in about three months because we, we got in and done one gig and then another like that bar man or that the, the manager of that place would would know another kind of publican and we just we got loads of gigs and it kind of went from there that we built it up and I built up my confidence and I was like, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to get back to. And then we built it up again then with the band and the band now, I have a six piece band now with Darren, Darren's in the band with me. So, and I have to say, although it was my dream and it's something I always wanted to do, if he hadn't have made me do it, I probably, I probably would just be sitting rocking in a ball depressed with loads of kids thinking yeah. like uh, what could have been do you know what I mean so I, I do kind of own that and now because I'm at the play if you don't edit that out I'm gonna have to not let him hear this because I don't want him <laughs> thinking that I'm, I, th- ah, I think I have a credit you have what to be careful it? with the credit I, you give him I feel like we can't really though talk about you know the Irish music industry if we're not actually going to talk about where it all started the most iconic which was obviously pop stars the band oh um, which unfortunately was cancelled to be replaced by Eurostar. Oh my! Guys, yeah. Mickey Joe was the fucking bot. Like I don't care what you say, Mickey Joe was the bop. Like, if you're in fairness, yeah, we've got the world tonight. tonight. Yeah. Um, and I think that we've also we've not given enough time to another icon of pop history, which is Samantha Mumba. Ah. I just seen on Facebook there she lost somebody. I don't know who it was. I was trying to read it, but uh, Peter or Mir- What? Our dad just died today. Oh. Yeah. She oh, just posted it on Facebook too. Yeah. No, I met her. I met her in a HMV. Or was it Virgin? Or was it HMV? HMV probably. I uh, I queued up for fucking ages, and I got her autograph on a CD. Delighted with myself, I was. She had deadly songs as well, actually, at the time. Like, she that was great songs. She was yeah. well managed. She was definitely, I know Louis Walsh, I mean, he, we could do a fucking full episode on Louis Walsh, but like, I feel like she was actually well managed. They did her well, like, they presented her well. They kind of, yeah. I know she was a Billy Barry kid, but, and like, again, not the most gifted singer, I will say, but definitely had a tone. 
Yeah, mm. yeah, and what the songs that she that she had yeah. worked well for her. Like it was she, so she, well suited to her. Like, yeah. they're fantastic. So yeah. I will say that, like, uh, we'll give Samantha a pass, but it is like going back to that whole kind of thing of like, is it, is it really your passion? Like, I mean, I love Rihanna. Rihanna's a boss bitch, but she was found out of a beauty pageant. You know, she wasn't ever like not supposed to be a singer, but like, she was a. It wasn't a dream girl. as such. Yeah. Was, yeah. She was a good looking girl who they asked to sing. Turned out she had a tone. They exploited the tone. Here we are years later and Rihanna basically runs the world. But yeah. like, I do feel like there is always that kind of thing. But again, when it comes to looking back on, on Ireland and the way that like that we do things, and I do feel like, you know, Jen, you touched on it earlier um, with kind of, is it a is it a case of marketing? Is it a case of a production company? Is it a case of somebody being like, here, listen, I'm get, trying to get this band off the road. Will you, will you pop on their songs? And I know in particular, Wild Youth, that seemed to be a big thing. Because they try, kind of tried to get them all in with influencers. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of tried to make them out to be as if like, <laughs> this is the source now, like. Yeah. Well, I'm not like I'm not being bad to them. God bless them. They're doing more than I probably ever will with my life. But like their songs were dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they weren't soulful. You can't say they're soulful. No, the fucking whatever made soulful. Their songs were dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. And well, like that, they're in that kind of and they on those all the ads and stuff. It's one of those yeah. like when you ring like, I don't know, it's Vodafone or something. You ring and you have to listen to it for 45 minutes over and, and over like, again. No, see. God bless. And that's kind of like, and that's why I feel like it is a bit of our, like not our fault, but I feel like it's Ireland's fault as well because we have it. We have such unbelievable talent in this country. Yeah. Like unbelievable talent in this country. Like we haven't even scraped the surface. And I just do feel like it's a bit of a, I mean, Kira, obviously you have more of a insight to this, but it's kind of like flogging a fucking dead horse. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like that when you, I don't know whether you were, when you got, when you died that time there a few minutes ago, you got, your mic went, but I, that's what I was saying to Jen, like it's, there is a lot of that where you can work your arse off and you can put your heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into things, into a song or into pushing yourself. And like I'm doing, I'm doing with this album. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to make any difference. Like it could be, well, obviously it's not going to be, but I mean, it could be like, I don't know, Celine Dion territory, but it yeah, might not necessarily yeah. matter. Yeah. Do you know what is, I mean? Because so, like, even if you compare it to someone like Lana Del Rey, who spent, what, 10 years on her first album? Yeah. And she even said, she was like, I will never, ever produce a body of work that good again. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because you're not going to, you can't do that. You probably can't do that in, in one lifetime again. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And like, I remember seeing an interview, Ed Sheeran, and he was saying, um, like I worked really hard. Now I I'm, I know he, he did work hard and he was busking and stuff, but he was like, I, I did like 200 gigs before I was made. And I'm like, are you winding me up? Like I've done about 5,000 and yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, yeah. And there's think- people, there's people who, there's other people who have done double what I've done and still are trying to, trying to claw their way up. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah. And I think it is, it's funny, isn't it? Because I feel like that's another thing that you see time and time again when people are being spoke, like spoken to on these fucking TV shows, on these X Factor. And it's like, you're a pub singer, aren't you? You've all the bad habits. Well, what the yeah. fuck else are you supposed to be doing? Was it supposed to be in my back room? Well, that's yeah. the thing. If you're in your house and you're not getting out there, getting exposed or getting getting the your confidence even up and everything else, you walk on and they'd be like, well, maybe come back next year when you have a bit more experience. You're like, you can't win. 
But that's mm. exactly it. I feel like it's just you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And exactly. I can only imagine what it's like for you as a human who's actually trying to make it in this industry. Like, in a way, it's shit that I was blessed with no voice, but it's also not shit that I was blessed with no voice because, I mean, I've had to fucking... Wasn't blessed with a voice, wasn't blessed with, you know, a dancing talent, certainly wasn't blessed with looks. Like, I just have to fucking make something of myself, you know? Well, that's... Carly, you're very pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty. Well, thanks, and guys, what those but, hands can do. Huh? I don't mean that in a sexual way. I mean, like, you're okay. great at makeup. I'm not doubting you. But in a way, you're almost as if, like, everybody, because you know, when you're younger, you're like, I wonder if I can sing. I wonder if I'll get better. And you just never do. And it's just, it's really, and it is one of those things, Kira, you've never probably never felt this, but like, it's one of those things that you're like, oh. Well, like, that, it, it, you could feel it in other ways. Like that, like I said, it was. without the cockiness it was something that I felt that this is what like the way I I felt when I sang it was the it was the only it's the only time even now it's the only time I feel 100% confident and comfortable in my own skin like if I'm not behind the mic I'll walk to the shop and I'll have my head down and the confidence is not something that I yeah it's not like so it's definitely something I hide behind but like that I'd kind of be like Sometimes I do think, well, if I was a size eight and if I was kind of little mix kind of on that Lord. style, yeah, like would I would I have made it before now? Would I be big you know what I mean? Would I be would my name be bigger outside Ireland or you know what I mean? Because like we, we gig in Galway and so like we went down to Galway uh last month, just before the lockdown, we were gigging in the Keys in Galway. Probably one of the best gigs we've ever done. But like I went in there and like people legit thought I was fucking Beyonce, like I got walked yeah. in, like, oh my god, like, oh my care, Jake. Now I'm like, sorry. So I don't know whether they look at like Dublin and think, think that you're on some sort of kind of, you're in some sort of superstardom. I don't know, like, but everyone like asking for selfies and like you'd get that a lot of gigs anyway. You know, you get people asking for selfies and stuff. But I think outside Dublin, people have this kind of persona of you or something. I don't know, but what like it's kind of. I don't know whether in Dublin we just don't you don't notice because I'm gigging around Dublin so much I don't know what other people like in Galway or outside my kind of general area what their kind of perception is do you know what I mean Um, and like I do but I do think like that if if I was like a size eight and if I was this and if I was that would I be would I have made it by now would I be bigger you know big like not physically, but you know what I mean. Would I be bigger than I am? Do you know what I mean? But again, that's horrible to have to. Why should yeah, like it, it brings yeah. it back to that? Like why why should if and a pro to be honest with you, I probably would. Like if I if I did kind of do the kind of pop stuff wearing little hot pants and I'm I'm willing to do all that shit, the manufactured kind of end of things, maybe I would kind of maybe I would be on it on a on, an, on a certain level but I'd rather I'd rather not sell out and just kind of try and try and claw my way up and if I if it doesn't work out at least I was kind of without trying to sound kind of at least I was true to myself kind of t- I don't yeah. you know what I mean yeah, right. yeah. But, I, but it does it does come down to that at the end of the day you do want to be authentic like I'd hate to fucking look back at my life and be like right well I didn't try it because I felt I looked a certain way and even already like I'm about to approach 30 and I'm more confident than I ever was when I was younger and skinnier good you know and like better looking by the fucking you know whatever like by the 
standards of media but like it's just because I'm now more than ever and I think it's because I'm about to go 30 it's one of those things that I'm like I simply do not want to look back on my life and be like oh shit one yeah Mm. well that's I'm 24 and I I I envy that like I envy that you feel like that because I still like I'm a mother of three I shouldn't I should be kind of like fuck the world and fuck what everybody thinks and I don't want and I don't I don't want to look back and say why didn't I fucking get into a swimsuit to get into a pool with my kids because I was worried about everybody else and I still do have that in me in the back of my mind and I hate it but you have to remember though like as well as that comes and goes like it, it's th- there's certain things that I definitely don't care about and there's things that I do do you know what I mean like I still get really nervous walking by groups of teenagers boys I don't yeah, know me why too. Me too. I don't know why I'm just like I'm I'm just expecting a sly comment I don't really know what it is but like when it comes to like me and holidays me and bathing suits me wearing what I want I don't give a fuck good and that's one of the things that I'm like, mm, that's kind of not me. So it's weird. It's like you're kind of like those insecurities can kind of play in different in different kind of, I suppose, scenarios in different kind of ways. But it is like and I think everybody has these different levels. I just don't want to look back and regret like and I think that there's so much on us, like so much pressure where and I'm sure that you get it as well, where people are like, well, if you haven't made it by now. Yeah, like, well, you're getting on. And it's oh. like, well, who the fuck put a fucking time limit on that? Fuck you anyway. Exactly. Probably the same people that put a dress size on it, probably. Exactly. And that's yeah. and that's why I think that, like, sometimes when I'm looking at things, like, I'm often like, oh, my God, is this it now? Is this, like, you guys were talking about mortgages before we tried this, but, like, I've had this conversation, I'd say, fucking 50 times with Tom in the past two weeks. I'm like, is this my life now? Is it that we get a mortgage and we settle down and we become boring? And then I was like, no, because I don't have to be that way. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you kind of yeah. choose, you choose how you. Yeah, exactly, and it's a kind of it's like it is one of those kind of things where it's like, well, not really, Carla. It's kind of like up to you how you make your life, and I think that's such an important thing, and especially if you work in arts and if you do these things. And the amount of people, even as a makeup artist, that write to me being like, "I'm a bit old, but like, would you recommend a course?" I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, you're not fucking mm. old. You're alive. You're alive. Like, are you yeah. not alive doing these things? And even if it was like Corona or anything that took you down, you just fucking never know. And I know it's so cheesy. It's like, well, you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, you could but, get a snack on a bus. Yeah, exactly. You could. And one of my mates said that to me at the start. She was like, yeah, but at the same time, you could get fucking taken out by a bus tomorrow. And I'm like, very true. But um, it is. But at least, the, at least before that bus turned the corner, you were doing what you do. You, you, you were fucking trying. Like, yeah, yeah there is things and I think that's like there's you're never too young to look back and go right that those last 10 years didn't go to plan but the next 10 are going to be fucking banging yeah because if you're happy and I say this all the time especially to single people I'm like but if you're happy and you found your person at 40 or if you're happy being single at 40 you're fucking happy aren't you that's the thing because I think a lot of people feel that pressure of like that if they're if they're late 20s early 20s it's like oh my god like I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. I, so yeah. what? They're like there's no. I think a lot of people think that there's rules and there's not. Yeah, and like, I, 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 society like, and that's like your friends and that's people that you surround yourself with. And obviously, you're quite lucky with your family and your family being your like number one like support system and the people yeah. that push you. But not everybody has that. No, no, and yeah, I do. I, I, I am lucky. Like, and I'm lucky that like that I found my person at a very very yeah. young age I found him yeah. at 16 and I'm lucky um now come back to me when I'm 45 I could be yeah. divorced on my fourth marriage but <laughs> so 
some people like that you don't have to you don't have to find your person at 16 and if you don't that's cool you yeah. might find them at 40 or 50 or whatever as long as they support you and they give a fuck about what you do like and they actually take an interest in you and you doing what you want to do and developing you and, and being like a, a husband and a father like I mean that's and not everybody has to be a husband either like you can just be a fucking bloke you can just be a person yeah. just show up like show up on yeah, time that's it. but I do think that it is a lot to do with like how society sees everything and I think that leads right back in to the music industry to media in Ireland and it's like well you're a bit old or you're a bit past it or you're not going to do this now because you're not young enough or you know if you haven't reached x amount of this by then it's kind of like I, I do feel bad for the amount of talented people that we do have out there because even if you don't believe it you will have days where you believe it yeah yeah You'll have days where you'll sit there and you'll be like, maybe they are right. Maybe I'm fucking wasting my time. Maybe I should just go and do a, you know, receptionist gig or do something that like I can get into easy and sit and and enjoy. Yeah. Not that yeah. a receptionist gig is any fucking lesser than anything else, but like as in something that. Yeah, like, like go against what your dream or go yeah. against what you wanted to do just because you're you're 22 or whatever. Or you're scared. Yeah. Because society has made you petrified. Yeah. Very, very you true. know, guys, I could go into it for longer, but I, I don't want to be here for too long, you know? Sorry, we're having loads of technical difficulty here tonight. So if it's very choppy, we're very sorry. We don't know at what point we're getting cut the fuck off. <laughs> so if, if this is all over the place, we do apologize. Trying to do this shit remotely is a nightmare. Um, I think just moving on, we'll come to an end with the podcast. But Kira, I have a couple of questions for you that we usually ask our guests. Yeah. Um, and we would like your opinions on these, your unpopular opinions on these. So okay. the first topic is food. Anything that's not pasta related or curry, I would probably, or garlic sauce. Anything that's, that that doesn't fall into those categories is not for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Right. Now that said, I not like I've covered I cover a few. Like when you say pasta, that covers loads of things. I mean lasagna probably. I like a lasagna. Um yeah. I like I like a curry. But that's probably about it. That's all okay. you eat. Yeah. And dipped into garlic sauce. Um yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's about my criteria when it comes to food. So you you wouldn't eat a prawn? I wouldn't eat a prawn. I wouldn't eat a prawn. No. Like Darren, Darren would just be saying that to me. Like anytime we go anywhere out for a meal, like on the rare occasion you get a night off to do a bleed and have a date night. Um, mm. he'd be like, Lasagna, is it? As soon as I get the menu, he's like, just tell me what lasagna. I'm like, shut up you. And then I look through the menu, I'm like, could I get the lasagna? Or if I'm trying to spite him, I'm like, the bolognese. And then I look across and go, ha, not getting lasagna. And I guess spaghetti like I'm the exact same. Adam will always be like, what do you want? What do you want to eat? And I, pizza! Yeah. <laughs> it's just always fucking pizza. Um, right, okay. Most unpopular movie? Um, movie, I don't know. Like, program, television programs. Because I, I was thinking about movies. Like, I don't, I probably have loads that I'm like, ugh, that I hate. But I can't really think of any. But, like, programs. See, like, the likes of, like, which I, I think would be very unpopular. Like, Father Ted. I fucking hate Father Ted. What? Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I just don't find it funny. It's fine. I love Father Ted. It's fine. Yeah, no. Yeah, say no. 
Right. And Dar- like, like that Darren and the kids love it. Like they'll sit and they just, they, they have not many a lol. And I'm like, that's not funny. Like stop laughing. Yeah. I suppose I was like, I, I would have an unpopular opinion in that regard as well, where everybody absolutely loved it. And I'm not, I'm just not in my bag. Faulty Towers. Yeah, yeah. Don't get that either. Don't get it. No. Don't get, get it. Kind of only just about get only fields and horses. Yeah. And even there, so even that. Sometimes. Yeah. No, it's not my bag. Yeah, so I can I can kind of see where you're coming from that, but I love Father Ted. Um, right, um, um, this would be your kind of thing now. Most unpopular singer. We're gonna bring it back to Paloma Faith. Okay. Yeah, I just I hate the noise. Paloma, if you're listening, very sorry. Sorry, Paloma. Um, but like, even your name, come on now. The name, yeah. I keep think. I always think of Pavlova. Well, I think um, I think just think like our mad speech impediment, and it was meant to be Pamela. It's like, did you spell it wrong? What happened? Is it not just a stage? I don't know. Well, I know that she has our child is like, has no, she has like, you know, the, um, what is it now? Like, there's no gender or whatever, gender fluid child. So there's no like male or female name or anything for our child. Like she won't say what her child is or anything. So maybe, maybe she has a stage name and that's kind of, she's that that type that she just, everything is fluid. I don't know. I just, I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like the noise. Okay. Right, fair enough. Uh, most unpopular podcast? Um, Probably not about sports. I don't understand sports. Yeah, anything okay. involving sports. No, like anything like this or the gossipy. Yeah, I'm all for it. But anything other than that, sports and stuff. No, you don't have me. You don't have me attention. Right. Yeah, more um, controversy and pop culture. Yeah. Yeah, right, cool. Most unpopular influencer? Um, I have to be very careful. Um, I probably wouldn't single out one in particular because I think a lot of them fall into the same category. Um, right. so I would say the types that would be very much like talking about wellness and well being, but at the same time are airbrushing absolutely everything and like you know what I mean, like be yourself, but I'm not going to be myself. That kind of yeah. thing, you know what I mean? It's like. If you have a spot, so fucking what? Do you know what I mean? I just, I think, I just think it gives the wrong message, especially to younger girls and stuff that are developing their their personalities and stuff. I think it it gives the wrong, it gives the wrong uh, impression of women. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like have Fair. you have cellulite? Don't airbrush it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then last one, most unpopular opinion. Just general overall opinion. Um. Again, like I have to. I'm. I'm afraid that uh, I won't be liked by a lot of my opinions. But I think yeah. Again, we would go back to Father Ted. I don't get it. Or Mrs. Brown's boys. I don't. I don't find it funny. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I. Oh, for fuck yeah. I don't like. I don't even smile. No. Come on. No. Honestly, like. Why do you like Mrs. Brown's boys? I do, I like it. I'll get in the bin, like. Yeah, see. Why? Awful. Awful. It's not funny, like. The the performances are not great. Bottom barrel comedy. I don't know, I I just kind of like it. Do you know what (laughs) (laughs) No, I do. No, I'm not changing my mind. I do like Well, no, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion, Jen, but you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite phrase. (laughs) 
Love it. Right, Kerry, you're an absolute star. Sorry about the absolute nightmares that were happening. Not a problem, sure. I've I've literally nowhere else to be. Well, that's true. Yeah, what else would you be fucking doing if we weren't entertaining you? So you should be thanking us. Thank you. (laughs) No, thanks a million for coming on. Really appreciate it. It was quite interesting hearing your side of things on this. And I do think there's a book in you. So if you're that bored, maybe just start writing. Mm, I have to be careful with that one. I'm afraid I see I'm I'm although I see I have a tendency to talk too much as well you can see where our four hour conversation <laughs> but I have to I'm a again I've no filter so I have to be a I have to be careful because I'll end up bleeding my man and I'll probably never speak to me again for what I put in it <laughs> I guess so, I guess so. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a thought just keep yourself occupied Do you know that? yeah true author I really singer songwriter yeah. author <laughs> Exactly, bestseller. We'll see, we'll see. Leave it with me. All right, thanks a million for coming on, Kira. You can check out Kira's, uh, what's your handles on Facebook? I know your Facebook page is called Kira Dignam Band. That's right, and Kira Dignam on Instagram. Kira Dignam on Instagram, so yeah. check her out if you want to. I'll put the, um, those ads in the description of the podcast as well if you want to check her out. Kira, thanks a million again for coming on. Thanks for having me. No problem, talk go on, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.